Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to the Purple Charm Experience. I am your host, Chamara E. Fleming, but you can call me Mai. On this week's episode, I thought I would talk about my love for Prince and begin to introduce you to the Violet Rose and why I started writing this book. I also wanted to get into my sip for the week and a little bit of more of um, the story Summer Lovin'. So without further ado, let's dive right in. everybody I just want to give you my quote of the day comes from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. where he says darkness cannot drive out darkness only light can do that hate cannot drive out hate only love can do that I bring you this quote today because I'm realizing that we're living in a world that is turning so dark and not having compassion for one another is really, really turning this place into a toxic environment for all of us. And one of the things that we're supposed to do as human beings is be able to love one another. So I encourage you all to look out for your fellow brother and sister and love them for who they are. It doesn't matter what color they are. Love them give them love and show love and um, embrace the fact that we're in this journey called life together. You know, we can't do this without one another. And it's so much easier to get through life with someone cares about you and loves you as opposed to trying to do it with someone's against you and hating on you. So that is my quote for today. I hope it gives you some encouragement and, um, motivates you to love a little more and put a little bit more positivity out into the world in such a place where it has become so toxic in today's time. My love for Prince stems from when I was a child. Um, I remember one of my aunts was a huge Prince fan and she had every album. And when I say every album, I mean literally every album. Um, one of the ones that truly stands out to me is for sure the controversy album. I remember that cover. I remember the dirty mind album cover. And I also remember the, um, Purple Rain album cover. Um, And I just know um, since then, since I know, since my earliest memory of hearing When Doves Cry and Do Me Baby, I've been, I've had an affinity for him. (laughs) Um, And to the end, um, I... After he passed, I literally went out and bought everything that I didn't have in my own collection. 
And I remember over the years, like some of the CDs that I had was like, um, like the gold album in 95 wasn't a very popular album, but I remember having it and some of the songs on it being some of my favorite songs and literally going through all of my stuff, sifting, trying to find these albums that I had. I knew I had, but I had not listened to them in years. And after he passed, I made it a point to try to buy um, everything that I didn't have and then start collecting vinyls of the things that I know I definitely didn't have. And so um, at this point, I literally have almost everything except for the um, the Northwest, um, Northeast, South and West album. Um I don't have that because I refused to pay <laughs> the prices that they that were they were charging in 2016, which at that time 300 I think two to three hundred dollars on Amazon for used copies of that album, and I refused to pay it um, because I thought it was ridiculous um, to pay that much for four songs that literally were only I think probably about an hour a piece. But still, I just refused to pay that kind of money for that at that time. But anyway, um, back to what I was saying. <laughs> um, whenever I write, um, I try to tie some Prince reference into the story because it's my way of paying tribute to him. Um, part of the reason I feel like I, you know, I probably said this before that I got into doing to to really the story actually sticking when I decided to write the romance is because I wanted to pay a tribute to him. And, you know, I just looked to his, his life and his legacy kind of as a guiding force to do what I do. Um, I knew I wanted something that was, um, even with my business, I knew that I wanted to have full ownership of my work and, you know, with him always advocating for artist rights and owning your own work and your masters and this and that, um, I knew early on that was something that I needed to do. So, um, like I said, as a tribute, I always try to tie some Prince reference into my stories. So such as, um, in the Violet Rose, um, as I was writing the story, I found that Prince had a remix of the song Get Off. And this was kind of one of the early, uh, you know, kind of uh, signs that kind of stuck out to me when I was writing is that I knew about the Get Off album, knew about Get Off song. I love that song. But I didn't realize all of the different um, versions of that song or remixes of that song that he had. And one day I was actually writing and I was in the middle, I mean, deep in this this particular chapter. And I was listening to uh, Apple, uh, Apple Music. And one of his songs popped up and it was Violet the Organ Grinder. Well, I had already named my character. She was already, like, literally a staple in the story. Like, her name was already a staple. I just decided to call her Violet because that was the only 
name that I could think of that was purple, <laughs> that was beautiful, and it's references for one, a, a young lady or a woman, a little girl, what have you. And so when I saw Violet the Organ Grinder, I knew then that was almost like confirmation that he was in agreement with what I had chosen for this character's name. And from then, I just had all these different little signs that, you know, for confirmation of things that was happening in my story um, that started happening, which is kind of kind of cool. But some people might, you know, think I'm crazy or like freak out or think it. I, I really do believe in the spirit world connecting with us. And so I just had a lot of things that happened as I was writing that can be considered um, signs from the afterlife in a sense um also the main character violet's last name is rogers which you know everyone knows his name was prince rogers nelson um conversely jameson nate starks the love interest in this story he he was the physical representation that i saw of prince and so when I uh, think about what Jameson looks like, I always thought about Prince during the Graffiti Bridge era. And um, his also, his name was a, a, a spinoff of Prince's alias, Jamie Star, um, that he used to, you know, write under whenever he would produce for other artists. Um, another cool... Uh, reference to Prince in the story is Valentina um, which is if you've many of you if you've read the story you know that Nate is in a relationship with a, uh, a young lady by the name of Valentina and I got her name from the MPLS sound album and so you know I say all of this to say is that if you're a true Prince fan you will notice all of these I call them purple charms in the story. And it's so funny because I remember my editor saying, you don't have to tell people about um, the quote unquote purple charms because if they're, if they are fans, they will notice them. But I think it's really fun to bring it to the attention of people because even with folks that have read the story that are fans, um, they don't say that it it takes away from the story that I have these these references in the story. But when I tell them or, 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 or at least bring it to their attention that they are in the story, um, they are, you know, kind of like, wow, I didn't know that. Ooh, that's cool. And so they tend to want to know more. So it's the only reason why I'm bringing it up right now. And so, um, but the things that I learned um, from Prince and throughout his lifetime and his remaining legacy is... Um, you know, is to always maintain my ownership of my work. And so, um, you know, it was a sign, uh, you know, that kept Rafa that kept coming up as I was writing and um, preparing to establish my business, Creative Calfrey. So I know that there were many times in his career that he was ostracized for advocating on the behalf of artists and artists' rights and their ownership of their masters. And But I believe that um, there's so many artists and creatives 
um, even those of us in the literature um, uh, industry or in this field, in the indie industry, indie author industry space, that enjoy this agency of being able to create a lane for ourselves because of what he did or because of people like him. So, um, like I said, I wrote The Violet Rose as a tribute to Prince. It was my way of honoring him. And I prepared and gave myself time, you know, to write at least 15 minutes out of every day, um, for this book, but it, many times it turned into more like hours and the lessons that I learned through that is that I can do anything. I devoted two years of my life to writing this book and it wasn't until I went to Paisley Park, um, that I was really able to start begin closing out the story. You know what I'm saying? Like it was, that was when I really felt like I could, you know, bring it, bring it home because I felt like that was kind of like the, um, you know, um, the, um, the circle, the full circle moment, um, you know, with him passing and then actually, uh, connecting with people that he knew on Facebook and social media and through people that, um, that a family member that I know that, uh, that's really good friends with someone that's, that performed with him for years. And it's a huge, huge supporter and huge, um, uh, person in his life that, uh, keeps his, his memory alive. Miss Shelby J love her to death. Um, I'm a huge fan of hers. Um, I was able to have the opportunity to meet her when I went to Paisley Park and it was such a critical moment for me because I felt like, you know, he had given me, his spirit had given me access to the people that he loved and cared for. I never really got a chance to see him perform in person and that was something I had planned on doing the year that he had passed. Um... I had already started following the piano and a microphone tour. Um, I was following him on Paisley After Dark on Facebook, and I was starting to get the pings about, you know, where you can go to go to his shows. I finally felt felt like I was gonna have an opportunity to see this man perform, and then you know he transitioned. But in that, I will say I was so blessed because. That year, I got a chance to see some of the artists that he has worked with for years that I never um, would have imagined I would have been able to see them so quickly because I uh, was dying to go see these people perform, such as that summer I went to see uh, Moore's Day in a Time. Um, and a week later, I saw The Revolution for free, a free concert and um and Mohegan Sun and it was just amazing I got to shake their hands and that is something I never would have thought I would have had the opportunity to do and then when I went to Paisley in March of 2017 and I actually got a chance to meet Shelby um I know that she was super close to him and it just meant the world to me to be able to meet her and to know that she was from my hometown of Greensboro, North Carolina, that even blew me even further away. Um, but when I met her, 
she was she was just so down to earth and she was like girl come over here and get a sister give me a hug sis like that and I was just like oh my god and um I just never forgot it and I you know I've had a chance to at least uh reach out and connect with uh the twins on 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 Facebook early on and was following them for a while and take I took a couple of of their uh, one of the sisters wellness um, has a wellness program and I did one of the uh, sessions with her and um, it's just amazing just the different ways that I feel like his spirit was able to lead me through the path of writing a book and so I felt that there were many opportunities where there were confirmations of that I was on the right track and I, that I was writing something that he agreed with me writing because I didn't know that he had a, um, uh, that was, a one of my characters in the book was rode motorcycles. Um, and I was reading one day I stumbled across an article where I found that I found where the, um, the, um, his, um, bus driver, one of the gentlemen that used to drive his bus, tour bus, was an avid motorcycle rider. And so it was things like that that was popping up that, you know, that wasn't just like traditionally just talked about. It just just happened to come up as I was writing and, and was doing research and reading things at that time after he passed that was all these different stories coming out. And I just felt like um, it just... Um, confirmed that what I was writing, he, you know, felt like it was felt like he was in agreement with it. And so um, I'm super proud of the Violet Rose. It is like my baby. I'm will have multiple other stories that are coming up soon. I'm literally in the middle of my third. I started working on four, five and six and planning those books and so but um yeah I'm just so very proud of what what came of the Violet Rose and I will never forget why I love Prince and how he has contributed contributed in 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 his own way um to um my ability to bring forth my my vision, my purpose, and my um, um, my vision and my purpose and my creativity just because of being who he was and the fact that I loved him so much that I was confident enough to go after my own dreams. So um, with that said, I am going to um, move on to the next part of this show which is the my sip for the week and this week we will I am sipping on um the red blend flow today is national red uh wine day and I want to at least let you all know let you all in on a um a new venture that I'm going to that I just started or partner partnering with one Hope um, Wines, which is um, an organization where um, we uh, offer 
uh, an opportunity to um, sip and give back to a or a charitable organization. And so keep your ear, ears open for that. I will be talking more about that in the coming weeks. And um, hopefully soon we'll be able to do maybe a, um, a wine tasting or a Zoom wine tasting together. So if you're interested, uh, feel free to reach out to me at creativecalfaray at gmail.com and um, I can get you more information and then we can also, um, you know, get you some more information and then we can go from there. Um, But with that, I want to end it off tonight with just a little bit more of Summer Lovin'. was tall and chocolate with a rippling physique. (laughs) His body was insane. I mean, he was practically a reincarnated African god. With thick, glorious curly hair, cut short to perfection, gleaming white teeth, and a smile that crushes hearts and wets panties. (laughs) I mean, he and Kaya was a thing once, but... Now they were just friends. And every now and then, yeah, they slide in the sheets for a couple rounds of fun. You know, when times get hard. What does he want? Kaya wondered as she answered her phone reluctantly. She knew what he wanted. And she knew that she would give in. Uh, hello? Hey, what's up? How are you? Um, I'm alright. What you doing? Um, just finish yoga. You wanna go get something to eat? Boy, I haven't talked to you in days. Why are you calling me today? I've been busy. You know that. Things get busy. I just wanted to see if you wanted to go and, you know, get something to eat. Okay. I could eat. I could eat. So, how about I meet you at our spot in Alwyden? That sounds good. (laughs) I'll see you then. Alright, girl. I'll see you. Hey guys, I just want to say thank you for joining me on this episode of the Purple Charm Experience. If you enjoyed this podcast, please continue to support by subscribing and also join me each and every time I post a new episode. Not to mention to share it with your friends and family because they also need to enjoy this experience too. So with that being said, I just want to say thank you again and I'll see you next time on the Purple Charm Experience.